Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with the, the continuing fallout here from this B.C. Supreme Court ruling here yeah. uh, that overturned, or at least has put an injunction, injunction. on in public injunction. drug use restrictions, yeah. right? Yeah, so, a lot of people taken aback by that ruling by B.C. Supreme Court Justice uh, Christopher uh, Hickson. Yeah. Um, government still, just checked in yesterday with senior government officials, still weighing their options, what to do here. What are their options? Well, I guess they could appeal, uh, yeah. although I haven't heard too many examples of appeals of injunctions. Yeah. Could be if there's any lawyers out there, you can educate us on that. So that's probably one. Amending the legislation, but, uh, you know, you read the judgment, it doesn't leave much room for amendments. It basically rejects the whole notion of any restrictions. Um, that basically, uh, people should be allowed to use drugs anywhere uh, in public. Yeah, he accepted the argument that Section 7 of the Charter, which guarantees the right to life, liberty, and uh, security of person, applies to people who use drugs yeah. uh, in public places and does not address the counter-argument. What about the the same constitutional rights of those who don't use drugs who have little kids in yeah. playgrounds and parks and such? So yeah, no, he he basically accepted that this is a this is a constitutional violation. So I don't see much elbow room for the government now. A uh, separate from this is the court case brought by the um, Harm Reduction Nurses Association, which is yet really to get going, which challenges the whole notion of the the constitutional um, viability of the law, and also whether the province has the jurisdiction, the constitutional jurisdiction, to actually do this. So those two issues have not been addressed yet by a trial judge. That's separate. So this injunction expires March 31st. Yeah. Um, so this is only three months, I suppose. And, and, and in fact, the, gov- the, the law was actually not in effect. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize this. It passed the legislature in November, but it was not in effect because the regulations that go with it were not passed by cabinet. Okay. Because the judge asked the, the government to, to hold down, to, to hold back until he made his ruling. Now he's made his ruling, the government's kind of stuck. Yeah. The central argument here it was that people should be allowed to use drugs in public in case they overdose mm-hmm. and then they can get help. Because if they overdose, well, if they're using alone, then you're at increased risk of dying from an overdose. Yep. Correct. That's one right. of the arguments. And he, was, and he, he sided with he that. Sided he said, with yeah. That argument. Yep. Um, and again, it's, uh, it's an interesting decision. And also, he's the Chief Justice. And. You know, I, years ago I covered the BC Supreme Court, and it was interesting. The, the Chief Justice does have an impact on other judges, and so the, he's not going to be the trial judge. Someone other was, but presumably the trial judge is going to be looking at the Chief Justice's ruling here as whatever decision he or she ultimately makes on that that particular case, which will probably take a couple of years to work its way through. Okay, lots of reaction to this, including from the Vancouver Police Department. Let's have a listen to the Deputy Police Chief here, Fiona Wilson, in conversation with our own Jill Bennett yesterday. Let's listen. It's really concerning to us in those circumstances where someone is using illicit drugs, um, and under as long as they're under the 2.5 gram threshold, in the absence of any other criminality, right now in those locations, if someone is using, there's really nothing the police can do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's it's an interesting situation. But the police, the police chiefs were the ones who also said, "Yeah, decriminalize drug possession." Mm-hmm. They were all on board for that. Yeah. I, I, Again, we're seeing the unintended consequences that came with, with decrim. Yeah. So, you know, the, the 100% prohibition wasn't working. Yeah. I mean, there's few people who point to any evidence that the, the hard line crackdown was working. Then you go the other way, 
And now decrim is having some unintended consequences. And you see now um, both of the political opposition parties, the United and the Conservatives, are, are backing away from that, saying get rid of it. Uh, David Eby is saying they're not going to do that, but they're also not going to go any further and um, you know have non-prescription supply of illicit drugs, which is some of the drug advocates are calling for. So the government's in a bit of a pickle here because the, the decrim is is not working the way it was supposed to work, but the courts have now slammed the, the door on one of the me- measures taken to address some of the unintended consequences, which is open drug use in public places. What's your analysis of the political impact of this? Because yesterday on the show, I had John Rustad on, the leader of this surging BC Conservative Party here, second place in most opinion polls right now. And he says that you should use the notwithstanding clause in the Constitution to overrule this judgment. Now, I don't think, as we discussed yesterday, I don't think the EB government is going no. to do that. But is that a good talking point for the Conservatives? No, not- because they, they look tough on it. Rustad has to separate himself from BC United. Yeah. It's not that he has to separate himself from the NDP. I mean, it's obviously they're not the NDP government. I mean, NDP, New Democratic Party. There's fundamentally different. But he has to separate himself from the other alternative to the NDP. Yeah. So it's not a bad talking point for Rustad right. to yeah. do something like, you know, even though it's it's sort of out there in left field, it's not bad to, to come out with something like that. Gets attention, gets on this show, he gets some headlines, he gets some publicity. Meanwhile, I heard nothing from BC United uh, yeah. on this issue, um, and uh, and Rustad suddenly gets the headline. So that's what he needs to do. He has to put BC United in the rearview mirror between now and October, and the distant rearview mirror, and not where it says objects are closer than you think. <laughs> they, have to be, they have to be way in the distance. And right now, he's on a good course. But now, whether he can continue that, I mean, Kevin Falcon insists that he's a mirage, the conservatives yeah. are, are, are kind of a, a phony party, they're going to collapse like they did in 2013, and that any day now that rebrand campaign is going to begin with BC United, which we're still waiting for. Yeah. Okay, speaking of getting publicity, so Dana Larson's this very high-profile oh, yeah. drug activist, right? He's been around forever, uh, once was the leader of the BC Marijuana Party. He actually ran for the leadership of the NDP at he's one Adrian point. Dicks. Yeah, and he finished in last place in that contest. That's yeah. the one that Dix won, and that and that John Horgan, interestingly enough, finished second last. Mm-hmm. So, so he did. Uh, but this is a guy who's good at getting publicity. Now he sent magic mushrooms and a, and coca leaves to all the MLAs along with a Christmas card. Yeah, right. So. Eleanor Sturko. They took the bait and responded. Okay, let's listen to this now. So this is Eleanor Sturko, the BC United critic here, BC United MLA, former police officer herself, and she is un- she's not happy at all to get magic mushrooms in a Christmas card from this guy. Let's listen. This goes beyond even just trafficking drugs. This is also, I find this to be a har- uh, an issue of harassment as well. I don't appreciate getting these. I think that it's outrageous that someone would uh, be bold enough to send this kind of crap in the mail. Okay, so she's upset about it. She thinks it's harassment. Is that what it is? is well, it harassment? you know, it's, it's sending, I mean, you get a weird parcel in the mail from someone. Yeah. yeah I, it's think got drugs an argu- it. I think there's an argument to be made that, yeah, there is a bit of harassment there. I mean... You and I, in the media, we get hate mail. Uh, this isn't hate mail, but it's unusual. It's not, a, it's not your typical Merry Christmas card. Yeah. So if, but if Eleanor Sturkle, as a, as a public official, takes offense at this, I think she has a right to be 
to take offense if she wants. Now, I don't think it's the end of the world. I mean, Daniel, as you say, Daniel Larson's very good at getting publicity. This he's done good. this before. I mean, he yeah, sent pot to Trudeau yeah. and he sends pot to the mayor. He did. Yeah, the marijuana party. I remember they, they, they thought they were going to get in the TV leaders debate because they had candidates in every, every riding. Which was not a, not a bad little stunt, but that didn't that didn't cut it. <laughs> yeah, we said there's more criteria that you have to meet than just that. So yeah, he's a good publicity machine, um, and he's been doing that for years. Yeah, this was unusual, and Sturco, and not, and she's not the only one. A number of MLAs on Twitter have taken offense at this as well. Oh, okay, okay. So she's not the only one speaking out. But I wonder if a guy like Dana Larson is like, this is great. I love it that she is. Oh, I, I she, think she's he's offended. His, he's of the old school. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, when it comes to stuff like this. Let's listen to another clip of her. Here. So this is the BC United MLA Eleanor Sturko, very unhappy to receive magic mushrooms and a coca leaf with her Christmas card from this guy. Let's listen. What I am against is individuals taking the law into their own hands for whatever their reason is. We have rules and regulations in place for the protection of the public. And yeah, it's infuriating to see the impunity with which Mr. Dana Larson is operating in our community. I guess she's suggesting that this amounts to trafficking. Is that what well, she's suggesting there? It sounds like. Sounds like Eleanor, the police officer, talking there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rather than the politician. But um, again, yeah, this isn't. This is not something you receive. Uh, and MLAs were t- were singled out. Only MLAs got these these packages of yeah. of something that's illegal. Um, so I think there is an argument to be made by MLAs who object to something like. That. All right, Baldry's beat. We go right to your phone calls here, Don in Surrey. Hi, Don. Go ahead. Morning, Mike. Morning, Keith. Yeah. Hi. So I'll be quick. Um, yesterday morning, I was going to work about seven thirty in the morning. I pulled into Bear Creek Park just off one fortieth. As I pulled in, I was like, "Oh, I saw a bunch of guys there doing drugs at the uh, picnic table." Wasn't thinking much of it. They started like yelling at me, whistling at me. I was like, "What are they talking?" So they were mad that my car lights were flashing on them. Well, the one guy comes up, tries like kicking the front of my car, but missed. And I was like, "Holy moly, this guy's like serious." Then he tried kicking the side of my car, got in the front of me, and I'm like, "Holy moly!" So I kind of started yelling at him. Mm. And then I'm just like, you know, you just feel so helpless now. It's like, you know, with this new court ruling, they're like, you know, what are we supposed to do? I just want to go to the park and like, you know, do a little walk before work, but. They're so empowered now, and it's like this violence. And I'm like, I was just shaking, even shaking, talking, telling you about it. It's just like, you know, mm. like, you know, he didn't physically hurt me or physically hit the car. And I was like, should I call the cops? I don't want to wait. This guy's like basically chasing me out of the parking lot. And, you know, he keeps coming after me. I'm almost out of the thing. He's still swinging his arms, right? And I'm just like, holy moly. So, why did they do that? Did, did, they, did they think you were flashing your headlights at them or something? I didn't flash that, but it just had him on. So when I pulled in, I left the car running. My bag had fallen down. So I thought, I'll just go around, get my bag up, get my lunch kit, and then I'll just, like, go hang out, maybe do a quick walk. Holy moly. Like, I was, like, huh. not really paying attention. He was whistling, sort of yelling at me. I'm like, you know what me? And then all of a sudden, he's like, he was coming right for me. And I'm just like, holy moly. You know, older guy, I'm 53. He was a few years older than me, but... You don't know what they got. They might have a knife. They might have something. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not there in the morning. To, you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. It was just like so shocking. Well, the I think, whole sort of bigger point is you're helpless. We're all helpless now. It feels so bad. Feels thank so you, Dot. Thanks for sharing the story. <clears throat> There's probably a lot of parks I wouldn't advise people going into yeah. in the early hours or the late hours. Uh, and depending what drugs are, people are doing, people can go like absolutely psychotic yeah. episode. Yeah, no, trick, I mean, it's, you know, get really of, violent. A lot of places are to be avoided. And that's been the case for years. Um, and this law was potentially going to curtail some of that, but it still remained to be seen how the police were going to enforce 
some of this? Because this happened in a park, he said. So, yeah. so it's um, presumably this is where you would not be allowed to do drugs yep. under the restrictions. Under, under those under those restrictions. Yeah. So again, that's been that's been halted temporarily, perhaps permanently, but until at least March thirty first. But it's a good example of the point you brought up earlier that this judge was saying, well, this is a, a life, liberty, security, the person issue for the drug user. Well, what about this guy? Yeah. You know, who gets targeted by drug users. And that wasn't addressed in the ruling. Yeah. That was ignored. Yeah. Steve on the North Shore. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I think Dana Larson is bringing some attention to a much-needed topic. I think maybe mushrooms might be the new weed. And the countless health benefits, medical facilities all across North America are using this to treat all kinds of mental illness and PTSD mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. I think that um, maybe it's tongue-in-cheek and cheeky and whatnot, but I think it's bringing attention to it. Um, that needs to be brought. Um, do, you, uh, do, you, other- do you use, let me ask you this, Steve, do you do the microdosing with, uh, with psilocybin, magic mushrooms? Not on a regular basis, but I certainly have. Yeah, because I've, uh, I've talked to people, I've talked to, thank you, thanks for the call. I've talked to people who do this, like, microdose psilocybin yeah. as a mental health, like... Yeah, no, there's it, lots of documented cases of psilocybin's yeah. being used effectively yeah. uh, to treat some mental health disorders and other health issues. Yeah. Um, and he's right, I mean, this was an attention-seeking thing, and that's what Daniel Larson does. Yeah. But there is a risk you can, you can, you know, Eleanor Sterko uh, considered it to be a form of harassment. Yeah. Because it was uh, mailed directly to her, so 87, 87 people in BC were singled out for this. Those are the number of MLAs. Um, but again, uh, Dana Larson is seeking publicity, and that's exactly. And what he got it. He got publicity. Brian and Coquitlam. Hey, Brian, go ahead. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. So you Hi. know, this idea of the parks being safer for people is not true because if you're using it alone, you're using it alone. No one checks on people in parks. I go to Vancouver parks all the time. I see people laying there that look dead. No one's checking on them, so it's mm-hmm. not any safer. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is, I question now: Can you now drink in parks and smoke in parks because no. they're all drugs? <laughs> no, and, you can't. And well, no, you can't. But can you challenge it now because uh, a liberty issue? Because. If uh, I can shoot up drugs in the park, why can't I drink in the park? It's, it's got to open up a challenge. Interesting. Thanks for the call. Yeah. yeah, I don't think, if you read Justice Hinkson's ruling, I don't think you would equate that with support for open drinking in parks. It's a different situation. No, if you try to walk down the street with an open beer or smoke a cigarette in front of a store, you'll get busted right away. <laughs> it's okay if you're smoking crack. Again, it's a matter of resources with the police. Where do they want to deploy the resources? What's their yeah. priorities? But the caller makes an interesting point. Yeah, people aren't checking on people in parks. No, yeah. Using drugs. Keith, thanks a lot. All right. Have All a right. Weekend.